on Living the Authentic Life. Yay. And we are here with my girlfriend, Michelle Hannah. <laughs> Yay. Hi. Oh, look, Grace Kelly even came to say hi today. Crazy. Big shout out to Adam Andrus. This is our second episode live oh, in the what? store. Oh my goodness. I feel so, so honored. Yes. And it, um, it is fun to be in the midst of a candy land. And this woman's amazing style is a candy land. She is a certified life coach, a motivational speaker, a TV host, guys, TV host for Connect. Yeah, the new, Connect Show Texas. Yes, a new show. Right yes. now you're in Austin, but yes. it's going to be coming to Houston in June. Yes, it's on CW30, or it's on CW Austin, so check that out. It's um, on Fox 24, and... We can't announce it yet, but soon it will be in Houston. Soon it will be in Houston, um, and we can't wait. We can't wait to share that with all of you because the Connect Show is all about connecting with boss babes all over, like this amazing lady right here um, who were just saying yes to their dreams and um, are rising in their purpose, inspiring everyone to, to do the same, um, really out of desperation through COVID and everything. We get to hear these stories that will really inspire you and activate you and really connect you with the right people to make your business boom. So it's really incredible. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, connection is such a big part of our pod podcast in yeah. addition to purpose. And I think that you have, it's so funny to look out and see Grace Kelly watching me. Um, it's like she's listening to her <laughs> She loves her podcast. She feels connected to us. But um, COVID has made us all like really stop and say, okay, our whole world came to an end as we knew it. And yeah. we choose now, we have an ability now to choose more than ever what we put back in it. Right. And what is good. aligns with mm -hmm. us and what aligns with our purpose. And we both are Christian women yes. and we're doing the best we can. We are imperfect every day. Yeah. <laughs> that's About the beauty of it. That's, what's, that's what makes people connect with us. It is. It's, it's not us. God's grace and his goodness has set us free and given us peace and hope and just helps us get through every single day. It does. So. And um, so... Tell us a little bit about how you even became a life coach because you said your life was not perfect. No. <laughs> I love to share this story. You know, it's so interesting when you, um, for me specifically, I didn't grow up a Christian and I struggled a lot with shame. I'm sure so many of you mm. out there listening. Catholic guilt. Yeah, guilt, shame. You just don't feel good enough. You feel dirt. You know, all of these things that weigh on us. Um, because I made a lot of bad decisions. I hurt a lot of people because when you're a hurting person, you hurt others. You, I know people have said that before, but when you have a lot of bitterness and anger, you project on the others what you are feeling and you're, you're angry. And so um, whenever I was 17, I gave my life to the Lord. I actually was a freshman in college and I felt the Holy Spirit literally for the first time in my life and I knew it was the love I'd been seeking for my entire life. Um, and once you taste and see, there's scripture that talks about this. You guys, if you think you know Jesus, but you haven't experienced the love of God, then you, you need to ask God to show you how much he loves you. Because once you taste and see the goodness of God, you will never be the same and nothing else will satisfy you. Those parties, that drinking, those, you know, the men, all the things, you know, all the things that, that happen distract to me. Distract us. Yes. Yeah, distract us. Like there's just so much more. And so... 
I really felt a commissioning to a part of the call on my life when I felt that love that I've been looking for. I was molested by seven men. Um, I had no worth. I struggled with suicide and depression. All of these things that came on me in that moment of love, I started having revelation that I was more than these things. And so that's when Beauty Life Coach, um, it, was, it was birthed in 2011 when I became and a Life Coach. And this is your Instagram and My you business. also have a was, uh, website. Yes. My business, yes, Beauty Life Coach. It's um, that's my Instagram. Go follow. I'm all about women empowerment and beauty and fashion. Um, I felt yes. like God gave me an innovative way to use beauty and fashion. Um, to Here's your coffee Thank with a you. quote from Coco Chanel on there. Oh, Coco Chanel. <laughs> yes, we can feel fabulous on the inside. Basically, that's exactly what it is. When you know your worth on the inside, because I felt like, man, I don't want anyone ever to feel what I felt. Yes. And so I felt like it was a part of my mission in life to go empower and propel women forward, give them the foundation they needed to know their worth, purpose, identity, break free from fear, follow their God-given destiny, and connect and align with women who um, really compel them to say yes to their dreams and uplift them and empower them um, to go forward. Because when we know who we are, we know whose we are, then we inspire others to arise with us and walk fully in their destiny. And so, yeah, so really on my, that's what inspired me. It's all about when you know who you are, you project that to others, you inspire them, and um, you wanna dress your best. You wanna honor people with your presence because sometimes you never get that first impression. You never get a first impression back. So why not show up and be your best? But you can only do that when you know your worth, so. And, and yes, <clears throat> because we have people that come in and we love to help style people and we have this great team between Eugene and Danette and now we have Izzy on board yeah. and Mandy and of course Rob is a style guy too. <laughs> but we can sell you a product but you have to do the work on the inside to yeah. make you shine. Yes. And um, I, could, I always say like a, a fabulous little swag gift for ourselves can make us feel better, but really the best gift we can give ourselves is the work we do and how we look yeah. in. And I've really been studying so much about my journey with God, about, about my purpose, and mm -hmm. so much of what I've discovered is surrendering because there mm -hmm. is such a, um, a contradiction of, like we can go to church and we can say we're following, but like to really give in and to really surrender to whatever his choice is and to know that bad things can happen to good people and that yeah. we have free will. That's a hard thing for a lot of people to like to look at and they say, right. okay, well, if God loved you, how could you be molested? Right. And unfortunately with free will, we're able to put ourselves in different yeah. positions and have things happen. Yes. And a big part of it is to forgiving those who harm us. How did oh you gosh. choose forgiveness for all oh of that? My, oh. um, yeah, that is the ultimate key to being free, is to forgive not only yourself, but also um, the people who've hurt you and brought harm to you. Because here's the thing, a lot of, you know, those people were hurting. And the way, I'm so glad you asked that. I really didn't know she was going to ask that. So um, the way... I got freedom is I actually um, realized that there was, well, first off, I forgave those people 
um, when I first gave my life to the Lord. And then I never thought I would ever talk about this again. I thought, I, like, I was like, there's no reason. I've like, got to set that aside and yeah, walk away yeah, from Yeah, I'm healed. I'm healed from this. God set me free. Like, no one needs to hear about it. Like, I literally, I, I don't know if I consciously was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's embarrassing or I feel shame because of this. Or, um, But in my heart, I'm like, oh, I'm, I forgave them. I forgave myself. Okay, I can walk on. I get married. I got married. I met my husband at 19. That's a beautiful God story, too. We got married when I was a junior in college at 21. Oh, my gosh. God's plan for you is better than what you have for yourself because my plan to get married was not. I didn't plan to get married until I was, like, in my 30s. So that itself is funny. But um, so I didn't even tell him. I, I was healed. But then two years into our marriage when 11 people in our family passed away, it was in 2011, um, a lot of times when you think you're over something, when you think you've dealt with it, when trauma arises again, when unjust things happen again, there's a trigger in our hearts that, that shows us that there's something deeper that we haven't dealt with. Um, so if you're having triggers and you don't know why, maybe you need to ask the Lord, hey, you know, show me the root so I can get rid of this root. So, I knew there was something else because we were having to grieve. We actually sought out counseling from our pastor. I prayed and I, I literally went to him. I'm like, hey, I need help. I don't know what it is, but I can go so far with my husband. I can go so far like emotionally with him, but then I just shut off and I didn't know why. And we just start praying. We ask the Lord, I'm going to tell, can I tell this process? Because it is yes. free. People want to okay. know. Okay. Yeah. It, it's incredible. So. And um, we're in just like with our pastor and I'm like, hey, um, I, I need help. Like not only intimately, but like emotionally, mm -hmm. I can't go so far. And I know that's not God's plan for my marriage. And so he's okay. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to show you the root. So we're like, okay, I've never done this before. So it might feel weird when you do it, but I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, show me the root. And all of a sudden I start seeing pictures. I see all of their faces, oh, every wow. single boy. They were, they were, you know, men, boys. And I start bawling and I'm right. like, oh my gosh, because my husband doesn't know. No one knows at this point. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I need to forgive them, like, and release them. I said, cry. But, um, so then he walks me through this process and he's literally like, okay, well, say their name out loud. Say what they do. Let, like, here's the thing. You said bad things happen to good people. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it's free will. It's not God's plan for your life. God is a God of love and not hate. Hate is the opposite um, destruction is the opposite. The enemy comes to bring destruction. So if we can have that revelation, just that foundation, like, okay, God loves me. It was never his plan. So I go through this process. I'm like, okay. But the, the thing is, the facts are, it happened to me and it sucked. It was horrible. But I can overcome. And here's what's so beautiful. So I am sitting there and praying. I see all these men's face. I say what they did. I forgive them for what they did to me. I release them and I forgive myself for holding on to them. And then all of a sudden, another way that I feel like the Lord talks to me is through pictures. So God, that's biblical. So mm -hmm. ask the Lord to show you pictures and he just wants to talk to us through all things. But anyways, I literally in my mind's eye, as I forgive them, I see my heart and my heart is like, has these like, it's so crazy. It has these like jagged metal pieces in it and it's like rusted and it's like full of sand and muck like they had been there for a very long time mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I literally feel um 
like not feel, but I see like rushing water and I knew it was like a cleansing water mm -hmm. go over my heart and I look again and my heart is made pure. But that was not the end. Not only did God heal me with his power and just like through forgiveness, you'll be healed. But then also I felt literally for the first time, I literally felt like I'm like sitting like this and I felt like a sword was put in my left hand and I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, now go and he like, created the sword out of the the metal that was in my heart he melded it into a sword of truth he said now go away go and cut away from bone and marrow and set people free the way i've set you free and he gave me a sword to set people free with truth and it makes me cry because yes, so. being commissioned into this and that every pain that we go through every hardship yeah. we go through god can use that to set someone else free give you the tool you mm -hmm. need to cut away the pain that has been hindering them from saying yes to their god-given dream and um, i've actually never shared that publicly but um wow that's when i knew i was commissioned to to help women be set free and to be propelled into their destiny so it's Girl, so good i know i'm over here crying so i have never publicly shared but i also had a situation in college that um I was with someone and drank too much and put myself in a position that I was um, in a sexual assault situation and it changed my life and I blamed myself and I didn't see it for what it was and I didn't name it that for mm -hmm. so long. I just yeah. felt shame because I had put myself in that position and I think that's why I do so much now for traffic victims because I know yeah. how so many women and young men can be put in situations that they're when they're vulnerable and they want to be loved and they yeah. want to have positive affirmation and then they're taken into this place that's so dark and given drugs and causes them to be addicted and then it becomes this cycle. So mm -hmm. I, I think that um, that so many people just presume when they see us and they see success that there wasn't this pain. And I think most people that I've ever talked to who have any amount of reaching their goals or finding a place of success where they can change the world and have a platform to do it have come there through pain. Yeah. And I think so many people mm. are defined by their pain and I feel like mm. it is a blessing to be able to come out from under it. And yeah. I think the only thing that I can see is that God really gives that oh to us gosh. if we ask for it. Yes. Because it's such an important part is to just decide that you won't be a victim to it yeah. and you'll pull through mm. it. Was um, so your husband was he supportive? I mean, Rob, I did not tell him when we were first together either. Yeah. It took a number of years to share yeah. with him, and you feel so vulnerable yeah, to sh share with your husband that you've been a victim of sexual assault. Yeah, uh, he just cried. You know, he, my husband's like, you go on my Instagram, it makes me cry, but he's the he's such an amazing godly man, amazing father, amazing husband, and he's strong. Like he is an outdoorsman, he's a business owner, and he doesn't I mean, he will cry if the Holy Spirit touches him or, you know, but he doesn't just cry and he, you know, so in that moment when I share, he just cries cuz he's so 
burdened that someone, like, because you, you feel that. You, when someone is in pain and you're just, like, aware, like, oh, my gosh, this is why. And mm -hmm. you recognize, too, when people start being transparent, you're like, this is why they're doing this, this, and this. So now we have the, the revelation and the freedom to help you walk this out. We are mm -hmm. not alone in it. Like you, so it was just like he had like a different grace and he had a different like awareness and perspective. Like you're an overcomer mm -hmm. and we're going to walk through this together. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then even just like it, he was so supportive in it, but it really was like the ultimate healing. Like the forgiveness and then walking And it out. makes you connect even more yeah. to get that f out yeah. from between you and then let it be something that you overcome together. Yeah. And I think um, I'm divorced. Uh, my um, first husband, we did not have children together, so we have no interaction. But I made a decision. I read a book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I love it. And <laughs> I made a decision that I was going to only be an exclusive relationship with men that believed in God. And they didn't have to be church-going men, but they had to be men that chose to have it in their hearts. But there's a yeah. lot of men that are, if you are married, that you can open yourself up to a spirituality. And for me, it's being a Christian. For other people, it might be a different spirituality. Right. But it's such an important part of the connection. If somebody has been a victim of something tragic or had a difficult time, what are some of the steps? Do you have them in your life coaching? Is that yes. something? Let's talk about, like, now that we've shared some of our challenges, yes. let's talk about, like, real strategic steps, ways. strategic ways to not become a victim again. Yeah to our circumstance. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing that I always tell my clients is that it is essential to redefine how you describe certain things in your life mm -hmm. um, and to just be aware that the facts are these things did happen. Nothing comes from pretending they didn't. Nothing good comes. You just go deeper, deeper into shame and you feel like you have to hide who you really mm -hmm. are called and created to be. Um, and so just coming into, you know, I just say first admit, hey, yes. this happened. It was unfair and it's not okay, but it wasn't God's plan for your life. You being a victim to this doesn't mean that you're going to be have victimization all written all over you and project that to the world. No, you're going to be victorious because you're gonna overcome the pain that was thrown to you, the pain that was taken, given to you. Um, we adopted our son. We've actually adopted two children. We adopted our son and our niece, and we actually had two children, and so that is something that I do daily with my children as I teach them, hey, you are not a victim to your circumstance, but you're victorious because Christ took you out of these situations and brought you into our family so we can help you align with the purposes God has for your life. Because these situations, even though they were horrible, admitting horrible, not okay, unacceptable, but you have the authority. Yeah, have your coffee. Yeah, you have the authority and the power. Obviously, I talk with my hands. I know. I'm, I'm Italian. Like, yeah. I talk with mine. It's yes. like coffee everywhere I for know, everybody. I, <laughs> I, get your I know. But no, I'm just teaching them like those strategic steps um, to allow yourself to go through a grieving process, to write down all the things that happened. But then on the other side, 
you write down the truth about who you really are. For the longest time, I believed I was worth nothing mm -hmm. because of these things. And then because I projected that, they continued to happen to me. And then I just didn't, I, I did not care about myself there. It turned to depression. And the enemy's ultimate goal is for us to die. He wants us to die so we can do not fulfill the call on our lives. And so he's so afraid. If something, I want to empower someone too. If something horrible and just, just not right, unjust has happened to you that I want you to look at it differently redefine the circumstance for yourself because you have the authority to do that because it's your life you will not be a victim to these things anymore they won't define you anymore but redefine those things and say you know what it's not okay they happen to me but I'm gonna have victory over them and then I'm gonna use this all the lessons and the tools I've gained from these moments and I'm gonna go propel people in the world to never have to go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. Give them the advice, the strategies, awareness. Hey, if you write this, this, and this, hey, go. And you need to write it down. You need to equip yourself. You need to surround yourself with different people. Yes. You need to get out of that friend group because these things will lead you to destruction. And once you have those tools, once you realize, hey, I'm forgiven. I don't have to be ashamed of things in my past. I can walk fully in the awareness that I'm called to bring peace and hope because, you know, in my life, Jesus has set me free and there is hope for your life. And you will be propelled into your destiny. But it's a process. It's a, just like, you know, let's go back to where we are. Your journey of how you and your husband have created this dream that you are living and you get to adore people with the most extravagant jewelry and and bags and the, you adorn them with this beauty god wants to go and and take you through these steps and adorn you with this new revelation of who you are so as you take on these bags it's not concealing the pain but it's just an accessory that you get to shine you know with the lord aligning with oh hey i deserve this you de you I've worked hard. I've reaped it. the rewards. Yes, and I I am you participating with this. You you are worthy of the the time it's going to take to heal. You're worthy of it, and your your call is so great on your life that it's essential for you to take that time to to dwell on the good, overcome the bad, and not live in a victim mentality anymore. Um, like the world is yours. You so know. having a 13-year-old daughter, we talk a lot about friend groups. And I, you've touched on that quite a bit. And I have really been blessed with the greatest, one of the my top gifts during COVID is a group of women that I'm in Bible study with that I was friends with. But now we share together, we pray together, we pray for each other. That's really powerful. How would someone go about like reaching out to different groups? Are you, do you have that group of friends that? Oh yes. Are there for you? Um, absolutely yes, but it is a it is a God given um, gift, but also recognizing. So I think best advice right now, if you are unsure if your friend group is bringing you. Um, empowerment, inspiration, and leading you to a way that is going to activate you to reach your purpose. And if you're doing the same thing, then the best thing you can do is to write down what your friend group brings out of you. Is it gossip? Is it lies? Is it pain? Is it 
Um, do they do they make you feel good about yourself or do they make fun of you? Was oh. it mocking? Um, especially as a 13-year-old. Oh, um, this is such a good can, tool for a 13-year-old. Yes, if you can have that awareness, and like your parent can tell you all yes. day. Your right. friends can tell you all day. Your family can tell you all day, hey, these people are not good for you. But until you have that awareness on your own mm -hmm. and, you, and you're accountable, because you can say it in your mind, but once you write things down, statistically speaking, it is proven that when you write it down, you're 80% more likely to do it and believe it because you're accountable wow. to it. And so write down and be aware, like, hey, you know, maybe this person isn't the best for me. Or, and then, you know, go to the other page and write down a list of girls, you know, that are maybe already in your life, but you didn't value mm -hmm. the way you could have. Mm -hmm. And write down, hey, when I'm with them, they encourage me or they love me for who I am. They don't try to make me dress provocatively or tell me that I'm not pretty enough or that I need to lose weight or... You know, all these these things that our teens have to deal with and adults deal with as well. Um, but having that awareness to, you know, take responsibility. And, and your 13-year-old, my 18-year-old niece, like my 10-year-old son, like when you have those tools that said, I wish I had these tools. I didn't have these tools. Exactly. But, you know, I could have saved myself so much pain if I would have just had the courage to say, enough is enough, I deserve Because God has called me to be a light, and I have a purpose on my life, and no matter what these people what they've said about me, these things are not the truth. They don't align with what I'm wonderfully made. I'm called to greatness. than enough. I'm not an accident. And so um, it's so essential knowing the difference. Mm -hmm. Yes is yes, no is no. Draw a line in the sand and set boundaries. Boundaries are so essential and have courage to do that. Um, that. At, at a young age, or even now, if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s, mm -hmm. and there's people in your life that are not being a benefit and adding because they say, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard this, that you are the accumulation of the five closest people in your life. And, wow. and if you look, project five years from now, five is a number of grace, but if you look five years from now, do you want to be what you are when you're with them? Do you want to be like them? Are they the people that you're wanting to emulate? And if the answer is no, then have courage because God has someone better for you. And you don't have to settle because just it's such a testimony in my life. You said you're in your Bible study group that I know if you feel alone, you're afraid. Like I think people's greatest fear is to be alone mm -hmm. or to not feel good enough. Um, but in a season where you step away, feel alone. Take that time to stir up the gifts inside of you. Stir up the truth about who you are. Write it down. I can't tell you enough. Write down the truth. Write down. And start dreaming. Dream of the first. Dream. Visualize. Visualize. Hey, I want to you know, dream jobs. Same is same with projects. I want to believe the same way as I do. One thing that I really prayed for when I was seven step away. It was so hard for me. It was a season, only a few months, where I was felt 
like I was alone, but God was stirring those things. I started dreaming and believing that I wanted friends who were Christians, who weren't weird, <laughs> who weren't religious, who loved sports, who loved to travel, who loved to have fun mm -hmm. and um, could go deep, but also just have a great day and go shopping. And all of these, uh, these, these visions that I have in my dreams of my friends, God has completely aligned me with the right people for years and years. Now, 15-year friendships where they're my prayer warriors. They're the ones that are, go travel with me, shop with me, you know, um, and God will do it and he'll exceed your expectations. But you got to do the work. You, you know, you, you can visualize you it. Ask for it. Yeah. You got to take that step. There. You got to reach out. You have to, you know, and another thing that's so beautiful is for, a, a so, I feel like I just got this relation even, even more, but um, for 13 year olds, for our teens, and even for us as women, we might be better at hiding it now that we're older. Because we have the tools to kind of overcome, but um, when we're rejected, Thing about rejection, it's actually redirection. We have the right perspective about it. It's actually redirection and protection. Life because what what rejection does, it gives us complete clarity. Hey, that's not the place we're supposed to go. It's not the area we're supposed to walk in. So we okay. Now we don't even have to deal with that decision. We don't have to waver. Okay, now we know this is the right way. If you get rejected over here, okay, you're supposed to go this way. It's just a, a path that leads us to to freedom. And if we have that revelation and we don't stick with, oh, poor me, and victimize ourselves that we're rejected, we're going to have the awareness like, hey, we can walk in such clarity now that we're protected and we're being redirected into what we're called and created to do. It's just freeing. So look at rejection as, as, a, as a pathway of freedom. So I mentioned this in our Bible study yesterday is I wasn't putting the oxygen mask on myself. Mm. I wasn't taking time to work out. I wasn't taking time for sleep. I wasn't mm. taking time Girl, for prayer. Girl, you're it. <laughs> and, and because I wanted everyone else to say, oh, I like her. And mm. it, it's been hard to say no, uh, to disappoint people. But I've been able to commit to what's most important to me. And then I've chosen a group of friends with the way that I do it and understand so good. that journey. Yeah. And it's hard. I think, um, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, with the new TV show, um, when I first was going on, this, this, this theme continues to occur that with great opportunity comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, um, as leaders, sometimes, not going to this has been the theme they're not going to always um like what mm -hmm. we decide but because we know our boundaries they're very strong and yes. they're very freeing when you say no like having your no down and your yes down um is so essential and i'll i'll touch on that in just a second but being a good leader as in this business not everyone's gonna like your decision. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and the theme he was saying, some of the richest people in the world, we look up and you know, we want to have wealth so we can serve our communities and mm -hmm. give back and, and love people. And one thing that he says is that 
he says no 99% of the time. So when the time comes for him to say yes, it will be the right yes, yes to propel his business. The right yes. And so because if we keep saying yes, we're going to miss out on the people we're really called to serve. We won't have the energy. Mm -hmm. We won't have the ability or the time in our schedule. Or the patience or the to patience show up. the patience to even in a show way that's, up. Because uh, we're exhausted yes. by everyone pulling on us like this. Right. When that's not, we're not called to be everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. God has called us to specifically population and then we equip them to pour out into their population and they equip them so it's an equipping process a discipling process just to it teach is. people to arise into the purpose we can't do it all we need people to link arms with and as we and do it as a community yes, as together. a community as one we will see this rippling of freedom and hope and people arising in their purpose like as we sit here saying hey Say yes to your dream because it, it's hard. You're going to have hard decisions to make. You have to set boundaries. But as people are like stirred in their heart to do something different, to wake up and walk fully in their call, just take a step. Guys, just take a step today um, and, and towards what you feel called to do because as they do, they're going to start activating others to do the same because mm -hmm. it's not about us. It's about you and it's about your community. Um, and it's just so important that we have that revelation too, that what we do is really even not for us. You know, it's for others to be activated into their purpose and their call um, because we want everyone to have, have revelation of their worth. You know, it's so important. It is, and I, um, I've told you I'm working on a TED Talk and it's about yes. um, authenticity. And to me, the factors of authenticity are purpose, connection, and then commitment. Mm. And that's a big part of it is, mm. is you write it down, you have clarity of what it is, and then you commit to that. And the best example I make fun of myself is I'm always been the first girl to go home because I was <laughs> always the first girl up in the morning. So my family, before I was the vintage contessa, I worked with my family's marble and granite company, and I would get up at 5.30 to work out. I was at work at 7, so I couldn't stay out late, and I need eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And something would give. I would be short-tempered or I couldn't work out or there were whatever different things that changed it and you have to commit to these things and I think that's what's so hard is people just want all the fun that comes with it and they don't realize like the importance of doing the hard work the importance of carving out that time yeah. for prayer so it's not just when we ask for it but that we're honoring him every day that we're trying hard imperfectly yeah but trying mm -hmm. can you share with us what authenticity means to you yes authenticity that is such a loaded question because um for me it is being transparent um and when i mean transparent that's so there's so many different layers of transparency mm -hmm. i'm gonna fail you but listen okay because you find your identity in the Lord listen you know who you are so look to that mom is doing the best she can in this moment I'm learning it's a it's a learning process I think authenticity like getting now getting to the point of it it literally is just be open to learn be be willing to be humbled be aware that you don't got it all going on and in that revelation 
Um, be, always be willing to learn. Always be willing to say, hey, teach me. I want to grow. I want to be the best I can be. I don't, I don't really, I, actually, I don't really know that. Um, and be willing to share. Share what you've gone through because your journey will help someone. Um, and I've found that when I'm the most empty, if I give to someone else, I feel the most fulfilled. Yes. And it's pretty ironic, but I think it's so true. Yeah. There's that boundary, though. Of course, you have to be well-rested enough or whatever. But if you're sad or uncertain, I think the best way to find joy is to to share with somebody that you trust. And again, just letting those people in. Yeah. I, I want to touch on that really quick. Um, to give you a tool on how to get out of victimization, you might not even know you're in it. But victimization is like, poor me. Like, why does mm -hmm. it happen to me? Yep. But the best way to get out of that, because sometimes we wake up in a funk and we're exhausted. And we're like, yep. oh, this is so How hard. do I do it today? So I can't hard. do it today. Yeah. Um, or, you know, all these things are coming at you. But the best way to overcome that is to start praying for someone else who's in the same situation. That is your tool. Oh, so stop that. thinking about yourself. Instead, mm -hmm. get on your knees or get in a moment of quiet and say, you know what, God? I know you've equipped me. I know you've already prepared me, but I don't feel like it. I feel like I'm drowning right now. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray for all. Because if you're feeling that way, you know there's thousands of other people all over the world who are in that exact same situation, dealing with the anxiety, the depression, all the things. So start praying and interceding on their behalf that they would be set free, that they would have hope, that they would have the courage to say yes to what you've called them to do, that they would have the energy I am not joking. This is your tool. As you do this, you will literally feel the shift in your heart and you will have energy. You will have awareness. You will have freedom to serve the people that you're called to serve that day. Um, even if it's a moment by moment thing, you know, even if it's an hour by hour, you feel overwhelmed again. Okay, and for that other person or give. Give to someone, hey, I want to bless you today. I want to encourage you or give an encouraging word. Even in the midst of your emptiness, as you encourage someone else, you literally will be filled. And it's so freeing. So be it free. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we have come to the end of our podcast. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to share? Um, I am redoing my website. Yeah, so go and check your out new the pod, show. Yes, and your I'm, new podcast. Yes, I'm relaunching my podcast, The Beauty Life Coach Show, relaunching my YouTube, um, all the relaunch. And, and Vintage Contessa is going to be on the show. I'm so excited. Go check out The Connect Show. Um, and I just want to encourage you to not be afraid to fail. Not be afraid mm -hmm. to, don't let procrastination or perfectionism hold you back or the lethal combination of both. Because people need you. They need you to walk in your call. They need you to mess up because in, in your mess up, just in your failure, just learn. Don't mm -hmm. give up and keep going. Um, so, yeah, check everything out. I love y'all. I have a new coaching program coming out as well later this year. Um, I can't wait to connect. So, definitely connect with me even more. I love you. I just oh, want to honor sweet you. Girl. You're doing such an incredible job. And our community, Houston, is better because of you and your yes. And so I'm just grateful. So, so thankful for her. We'll also be connecting with her on Monday. We have a fun upcoming event. Yes. At the Post I love, Hotel. Oh, she does the best events. Yes. You do everything in excellence. It's so fun. It's yes. So fun. Thanks to 
our whole team here that helps put it together. Yes. Big shout out to Danette and Izzy. So guys, have a great week and we'll see you next week.